Episode 57, David Wallerman's Successful YouTube Funnel. The Online Course Guy Podcast. Regular people are taking their knowledge and content and packaging it up in an online course, and they're making a living doing it. Didn't you take some kind of course that covered this stuff? Check it out. It's a good course. It's a good class. Ladies and gentlemen. Are you ready? Here's the Online Course Guy, Jack Hopkins. Let's go, go, go. Hello, everyone out there, and thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Online Course Guy podcast. I, I don't think I say it enough. Thank you so much, the listener, you listening to this in your car, in your headphones, on a walk, walking your dog, walking your you know your two kids like I do almost every day. Thank you for, for tuning in, and I hope that you're getting a lot out of this podcast. So today on the show, I am joined by yet another online course success story. David Wallerman is making about 30 k a month from his online guitar courses. And my favorite thing from this episode is how he is using YouTube to generate traffic to his course and his funnel. But first, let me tell you about our sponsor, and that is Bonjoro. With Bonjoro, you can quickly and easily send thank you videos to your customers when they sign up for your online course. It is a total game changer. It builds an incredible amount of trust and rapport with your brand new student, and it makes them want to actually go through your whole course. It sets things off on the right foot, and it creates far less refund requests. Get started with your free trial of Bonjoro by going to bonjoro.com slash Jacques. That's B-O-N-J-O-R-O dot com slash J-A-C-Q-U-E-S. So my favorite thing about this conversation with David is how he's using YouTube. It's by far his primary source of traffic. And to his own admission, his course would basically be nowhere without his YouTube channel. Scrolling down through his YouTube videos, you can see 10 years worth of content. And for most of that time, he's been releasing three videos per week. And they're high quality videos. It's high quality teaching. It's great thumbnails. He knows what he's doing. And it's examples like this where I always tell people who want to get into online courses to start with a YouTube channel and start posting content regularly. But there's plenty more to learn from this episode with David Wallman coming up right now. David, what qualifies you to teach guitar online? Um, gosh, that you're you're hitting me hard with that first question, huh? <laughs> well, the answer, a perfectly viable answer, is is absolutely nothing. <laughs> well, well, there you go, absolutely nothing, Jack, nothing at all. <laughs> well, how how did you get into it? How did you what What were the steps that led to your first online course? Um, well, so I've been a teacher a long time, like one on one, the traditional way. And um, I think what really led me to do an online thing was frustration and boredom <laughs> with my one-on-one students because um, I would have to pack, you know, my day with students back to back. And I realized that, you know, after seven hours straight, my lesson, the value that the student was getting was pretty poor because I was really tired after teaching so many things. And um, that's what kind of triggered the thought. Why don't I teach it once and do the best job I can? And um, students would get that, the best of me. And the best way to do that is maybe online. So that's kind of a, what triggered the, the thought process. Behind yeah, it. Even today in 2018, there's, you know, online courses is still a foreign concept to most people. That thought wouldn't even be a thing for, for the majority of people, majority of people. And, and we're in 2018 now, you know, I started my course in 2013. What yeah. year are we talking about when you decided to have an online course? 
Um, I think it goes back probably eight, nine years ago. Wow. So 2010-ish. Were oh you, God. had you taken any online courses at the time? Like, how did you even know that that was possible? I didn't really. <laughs> I didn't know it was possible. Innovator. Innovator. Well, I didn't make it up. Obviously, there were, there were other people doing it. But um, yeah, it was really born out of uh, just some thoughts, um, personal thoughts, trying to make the, the teaching experience better. And um, yeah, I just kind of fell into it. It wasn't really planned at first, and it grew into a career, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> so, and how long, so at this point, 2010, roughly time frame, how long had you been teaching guitar in person at that point? Um, gosh, so fifth, uh, years kind of get blurry. I started teaching when I started learning when I, so I picked up the instrument at 15 guitar in this case, and, um, I couldn't afford lessons. So I decided to basically teach the one little thing that I knew to the neighborhood kids. And, um, so sorry, I'm going to, I'm going to shut off these notifications here that are coming in. Um, so I started teaching right when I started learning the instrument really, um, so that I could afford purchasing lessons from a more qualified teacher to learn that stuff myself. And then I would reteach it to kids in my neighborhood. Mm -hmm. So I kind of started right away. So I think that's, that's kind of the answer to my original question. I mean, you'd been teaching this stuff in person for 15 years before you decided to turn it into an online course. Yeah. Yeah. I was a teacher before. Definitely. All right. Yeah. So what, what kind of time frame, like how long did it take for you to from go from idea to actually launching your first online course? Um, the answer is not that simple because the, the product kind of evolved as we went. Um, but what would happen is that, um, so I was teaching one-on-one -on -one, traditional way. And then eventually, are you still there? Sorry. I'm here. I'm here. Okay. Sorry about that. You want me to restart that uh, yes. sentence? Yes, please. Okay. So the answer is not that easy, but I'll, I'll just give you a, a quick, uh, quick history of what happened. So I was doing the the one-on-one -on -one traditional student thing and then realized, like, like I said, that it wasn't really a good value for the, for the customers. So what I started doing is actually filming myself uh, teaching a one-on-one -on -one lesson and I would tell my students, you know, like, I'm just going to, I'm, I'm going to stop doing the one-on-one -on -one thing, but I'm going to film myself record, uh, like teaching the video and I will charge you less. You don't even have to come to my studio for lessons and I will just send you that lesson. And I sent the, you know, I was teaching the same thing over and over. Basically anyone who came for a first lesson would get basically the same lesson. So I just send them that video at a cheaper price. and that's how the whole thing started. And then eventually I decided to compile all those lessons into one thing that became the first, uh, the first course that I started to sell online. Instead of having individual lessons, they would get the full, um, what became a full course after a few months of, of doing that. Um, I don't know if that answers your question or not. No, it does. I mean, it sounded like you started on a really micro level first and just yes. grew out from there. It's really cool because I'm sure that your your lessons, like the way you presented yourself on those original lessons was very true to your your form of your one-on-one -on -one lessons because it basically wasn't a one-on-one -on -one lesson. And it's you were just sharing that with a small group. And I'm sure that 
the way you were coming across in, the, in, in those videos is a great way to present yourself in a, in a more global audience as well. That, that's kind of how it started, yeah. Um, it's looking back at those videos, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can never release this and sell this at, at the level that I'm trying to do now. But it taught me a lot for sure. And that's kind of how it started, yeah. All right, so when did you come up with the brand of Guitar Playback? Um, that is probably about uh, seven years ago or so. And um, it, it, kind of at the time when I took, uh, started to take uh, YouTube seriously, and I needed um, a, a website to sell. At the time, it was just backing tracks. And so I was uh, trying to find like maybe guitarbackingtrack.com or all those different names. And um, everything was taken. And it, I just played with words and guitar playback was available. So that's what, what it's going to be. <laughs> ah, but, it was, but, but your original intent was to sell backing tracks. How, yeah. how did that trend? Because right now, you know, I go to guitarplayback.com. It says, you know, the big heading says, online courses for the advancing yep. guitarist. So obviously your number one thing you're trying to sell there is courses. Absolutely. Yep. It did start with backing tracks. So, so playback in French is backing track. Um, ah, okay. So that's kind of the, the connection and, um, but yeah, yeah. I started with backing tracks. That's right. And, and you mentioned the, the French word there. Are you French? I am. Yes. I'm je suis français. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Uh, I'm, I'm not very good with French myself, even though I have a French uh, first name. Are yeah. you, are you, are, were you born in, in France? Are you still in France now? No, I'm, I live in uh, Colorado in the States. Okay. I was born and raised in France. I'm, um, I'm 100% French and 100% American. <laughs> my awesome. mom's American and my dad's French. Um, so when I moved here, I was very much, very, very French culture guy like my, my accent was very thick like this and talking with the french accent and people um would know that i was french right away and then one day i got tired of it and i started imitating what i would hear americans and it just stuck <laughs> so do you that's that's fascinating david do you have to to work on it like it does it feel like for you what it would feel like for me to fake a french accent or is this what's real now I, I think no, it's it's pretty real now. Like you mean the way I, I speak right now? Yes, because you sound American now. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's not forced. It's very natural now. Um, the first, you know, couple of years, yeah, I, I felt that I was exa- exaggerating everything that I was saying. Mm-hmm. But then it stuck, and and now now speaking French, I it takes me a day or two to you know adjust my voice to to the French language. It's kind of a weird thing because there's not only vocabulary, but there's also the, the pitch that you're using. Um, when, when I'm speaking French, it's a little bit lower, uh, lower pitched that, than when I'm speaking English. There's a lot of things that I discovered um, moving here that actually helped me musically also. Because, um, you know, music as a language and anyways, we're getting sidetracked, but... <laughs> No, I love it. And look, I just mentioned the the headline on guitarplayback.com mm-hmm. and, and I'll say it again. It says online courses for the advancing guitarist. And I love how specific you get there because you're not saying this is for beginners or this is for everybody. This is anybody that wants to learn anything about guitar. Why are you so so specific with that headline? You know, the, the original intent there was kind of a, I guess, a selfish one in a way because I, I don't, I, I love beginners, but I don't enjoy teaching beginners. And so I thought, I'm just going to teach them the kind of lesson that I love teaching. 
And that's how it started. And then I discovered that that was kind of a good idea because not only, um, you know, when you do something you love, you get better at it easily and you, you work on your craft with joy. And that's kind of what happened. Um, and also, I think the, the more specific you are with your audience, the, um, the less competition there is and the, the more of a quality product you can do. So, you know, it, it kind of kind of all worked for the for the for the best, I think, to do it that way. Well, that's that's awesome. And I can relate to this in a way because, I, you know, I teach something very similar to you and that is piano, but I'm definitely targeting beginner piano players. And mm-hmm. one of my biggest traffic sources would be when people go to YouTube and just they're searching for things like how to play piano or piano one on one, very be- basic uh, beginner terms. And that's and the fu- it funnels very nicely into my website and my course. How yeah. are you getting the right people to visit your site and eventually purchase your courses? Um, I think just like you uh, through YouTube. So my, my, um, my business started with YouTube. I didn't really have a clear idea of what I wanted to monetize, um, which are, which are courses now. Most of the business is from courses, but, but when I started um, thinking about how can I monetize this to a brand new audience, this is not, the kind of thing you go to a coffee shop and put a flyer on. It's like this massive thing. And that's where I started the YouTube channel. And that was about, again, the years kind of blur, but probably about eight years ago. And I, um, I started building the channel before having the product thinking that if I have uh, an audience that likes me as a person, they'll probably support me later on when I have something to offer. And so most of the traffic really comes from the YouTube channel which um, is really made of the kind of lessons that I, that I sell on my website. So that's how I know that it's really targeted traffic from the following on YouTube. Do you do any paid advertising? I don't. I tried a little bit, but um, all the traffic is organic um, right now. But I would like to experiment that, but that's a whole new uh, thing that I need to master and, and explore and experiment with. Do you? Yeah. I, I do. I get a lot of I get a lot of traffic from paid advertising, but you know, mm-hmm. you, I kind of have to in a way because I'm looking. I'm I'm actually scanning through your YouTube videos right now, and it's just like never ending. You just have so many videos, and it's, I maybe have like 40 on my channel. So you um, you're probably getting significantly more traffic from YouTube than I am, and so I have to supplement that a little bit with some paid traffic. Yep, that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. What is your what is your like content creation strategy with YouTube? Are you posting on a regular schedule? Yep. So I um, have a new video coming out Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Um, I've been on this particular schedule for the last maybe three years or so. I kind of varied through the years, uh, but basically my workflow is I come in on uh, Monday or Tuesday into the office. I'm renting a space here. And uh, do those three videos. And then um, I, I have an editor who works for me now. He comes in on the weekends and edits the videos and uploads those. But yeah, so three videos a week. And that's really what drives the, the traffic to the website. So you would, you would say that those three videos are a large part of the overall success of the business? Oh, yeah. They're, they're the part the, the only reason really, I think. <laughs> well, t- yeah. 
David, I'm still scrolling here. I mean, I've been scrolling for like two minutes through your videos. I'm I'm down to like long haired David. I'm sure if I clicked on one, I might I might get an even stronger like French accent, David, because I'm yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's right. It says like seven years ago and so on. I mean, I just admire your persistence and consistency through the years with this uh I guess your your number one traffic source. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um you know it it um I wish I would have done this before since we're talking a little bit about uh, strategies. Um, utilizing emails was really the, the, the big change in my business. And that started like two, three years ago. Prior to that, it was you know still organic traffic. People would buy a course here and there. But three years ago, I decided to actually really focus on email marketing. And so for each video that comes out, there's um, a little download that people can get and in order to get it, they go through the, they've got to sign up to my newsletter. And um, that's been a big change also in the business, using the emails that I get from YouTube to monetize all the rest. Yeah, that's that's great. That's that's certainly something that I advise people to do today. And it sounds like you've come a long way because I look at some of your newer videos and you're doing things right in terms of the, you know, trying to collect the email addresses, trying to give away value, not just with the video, but something off the video back on your site. And, you know, I said you come a long way because I finally got to the end of these videos and your first one is called <laughs> The Never Ending Farting Story. Oh gosh, yes. That still exists. Huh? <laughs> it still exists, David. And <laughs> Uh, but that was 11 years ago. And this is, I mean, right, yeah. it, it, you quickly, you know, the, the, you quickly jumped into guitar videos after that, you know, shredding, metalhead, jazz fusion. And I could just see the progression here of getting higher and higher quality, more honed in, you know, naming and thumbnails. Yeah. With this much content, like, I, I guess my, my first question about the quantity would be, how do you keep coming with, up with new ideas? Gosh, man, that's a great question. And I ask that myself. I, I ask myself that all the time. Um, honestly, you know, if you were to really watch all the videos, and some people pick up on it, people are smart. There's only so much you can teach about music, right? And at some point, it's just experimentation. Um, just like learning a new language. That, you know, you take, you, you learn some vocabulary, some some grammar rules, things like that. And then and then you just go in the world and use it. And that's how you develop who you are, right? And so all that to say that I don't know how many videos are on the channel, but a lot of them speak about the same truth, just explained a little bit differently, like the same concept, maybe approached a little bit differently. But um, not all the video is completely original as far as the idea that I'm sharing. That would be presumptuous for me to say that. Um, but I think... I, I love stories. I have a passion for stories too. Um, and so I think that kind of transcribes into the videos. Like if I'm teaching something about, um, um, I don't know, exotic modes or something like that, well, I'll, I'll probably make 10 videos about that in the course of 10 years or whatever, but explain a little bit differently with the story behind it. Um, and I think that's, that kind of helps engagement with the channel and, um, and all that. So it's, it's not necessarily the topic that is original amongst the three videos that I'm doing. It's the way of presenting it because one way might finally resonate with the student and he's seen 500 videos on the subject and it just takes that one to do the click, you know, in his mind. Um, 
but one day I'm going to run out of ideas and, and that'll be the end of it. <laughs> well, I can definitely understand what you're saying because I, I feel like I would have even less to talk about than you. And, and obviously I have far less videos because I've got more of a, a very beginner audience where you can attack some of these more advanced, these advanced uh, topics. And for example, I've got a video called like learn piano in four minutes. And then I've got one that's called learn piano in five minutes. Yeah. And another one that's called learn piano in 15 minutes. And it's, nice. it's all <laughs> relatively the same concept, but yeah. you know, some, for some people learning in 15 minutes it, is is more they they can appreciate that more than five or four, Absolutely. or the other way around. You know, just trying to appeal to different different people's interest. Yeah, in how they're finding the video. Oh yeah, so, for sure. So, did you get one of those fancy plaques from YouTube when you crossed a hundred thousand subscribers? <laughs> I did. I did. Yeah, that was that was a special day. I was really excited to get it. How does that work? Does it just automatically come in the mail once you cross a hundred thousand? Yeah, there's a, on your YouTube dashboard, there's like a, a pop-up that shows um, congratulations, redeem your award and just filling your address and, and they send it to you. So it's all automatic. They, they see it and they do it. It takes a few weeks, but yeah, I was, I was really excited. I'm still excited to, to have it. Awesome. So I mentioned the tagline on guitarplayback.com earlier and how, you know, how much I liked it and how directed it was. And you've got a, a different tagline on your YouTube channel, but one I like just as much. It says, um, videos for instrumental guitar players. Mm-hmm. So explain that one and, and why is it different than guitarplayback.com? Um, you know, it hasn't been that thought out. Um, it just happens to be, <laughs> but, uh, it kind of goes along the same thing where, um, I, I really want it to be specific as much as I can. And what directed that specificity, see my French is coming back. I, I don't know how to use that word, <laughs> but, um, I, I just decided to, um, be as precise towards the thing that I enjoyed so that people who would watch the content um, would hopefully enjoy it too. I, I basically didn't want to create content that I didn't want to create. And that's why I think if you're really niche and targeted, it's easier to do it that way. Um, I don't know if that answers anything. <laughs> no, yeah, that's great. And then why are you using your name for your brand on YouTube and not for yep. your courses? You're asking the hard questions. <laughs> So this, this is a great question actually, because, um, when I, when I started, I, I wanted to separate the, the teaching from the artistic side. Um, I wanted to have David Wallman, the artist, the, the writer, the composer who just writes music and guitar playback was supposed to be all the teaching stuff. Because at the time I thought that guitar playback, I was hoping that guitar playback would become this, this business that can run outside of me without David Wallman and have a bunch of teachers who use that platform to sell their own content. And as the years went by, I, I just, I just saw that, well, that's not really the case. People are finding guitar playback because of David Wallman. And even if I tried, you know, I've got a few uh, courses and, and products on there that are not David Wallman products, but still people know the site through my name. And for, for a few years, there was this big kind of like split, almost like a split personality that I had. And it was really difficult to know um, how to, 
you know, continue the business because on one side, I, I, I love writing music, kind of orchestral instrumental music. And on the other side, I love teaching and I didn't know how both would fit. And so that explains why today there is still a guitar playback and the YouTube channel, which was originally meant to be, you know, the, the artistic side of David Wallman. All that to say that um, I started uh, working with a um, design agency about uh, a year ago, and we are rebranding the whole thing. It's still in process. And eventually, all those things are going to be one, and it's going to be more, the, the brand is going to be Wallman instead of Guitar Playback. Guitar Playback will go uh, away. Nice. And everything will be under one umbrella brand, the Wallman brand, which will have the lessons and the, I can, I can do my artistic stuff there. And, um, I fought that for a while because I, it just felt weird, you know, having my last name as a brand. Um, but looking at the numbers and the surveys that we did, everybody, nobody looked for guitar playback on Google. Everybody just searched for my name. So it, it just makes more sense to do it that way. But that yeah. it kind of explains the, you know, why there's like, it seems to be not completely coherent right now, but we're going through that rebranding, which will simplify things, I think. Yeah, that's really cool. And I love that you were looking to see if people are actually searching for guitar play- playback and found that it was more people searching your name. Because I can tell you that people are searching for the words piano in 21 days way more than they're searching for my name. Yeah. And, and, and that makes sense. And that's, you know, that's what you have is really what I wanted when I started. because guitar is a pretty popular world word and just like piano and um but i think yeah i I guess it's good to know where your traffic comes from because you make better decisions and you can grow your business that way yeah and you mentioned you know going through all this with a with a design agency that you found can you talk about the steps that you took you know for those that maybe are in a same, similar position to you where they they've gotten started but they're just like ah i just now that i've started i really should have gone this direction what were the steps you took to find that design agency um through a mutual friend who who worked with that that agency but first you know it, it started with conversations with my friends family and and pe- and people that knew me but that did, didn't really know exactly what I was doing, and I just send like questionnaires such as, "This is my website." You know, I send them guitar playback. This is my YouTube channel. What are your thoughts? What words come to mind? And I just kind of started a conversation and gathering um, data that eventually I, I started to analyze, and I and I found that you know, certain words would pop up such as like, um, I think there was like friendly, um, what else? Um, uh, simplicity, like things like that would pop up. And that kind of like, I had this data and that's where I I started to look for, uh, an agency I could work with and a mutual friend introduced me to, to that guy who runs this agency and we started talking on the phone and um, that's kind of how it started, but I didn't have, this is the thing with this kind of business. I'm sure you, you can relate where you get started and you don't have it all written out. There's always things that come, new ideas, new, new paths, and you explore this one. It might work or it might not. And then you change it. Like it's kind of ongoing and, and evolving at the same time. So there's not one rule fits everything you know Mm -hmm. 
Do you have any idea why or how your site got so popular in the country of Austria? <laughs> no, but you're teaching me something there. I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm looking at some analytics. I'd like to do that for the guests I have on just to gain insights on. Um, and, and it's all, it's always you know best to get the information from the source by asking you, but I like to just see what what reports are spitting out in terms of your organic traffic and your if you're doing any paid traffic. And one thing I'm looking at now that jumped out at me is I'm looking at traffic sources by country. And obviously, you get most of your traffic from the United States, but it's only 24% of your traffic. Yeah. And number two is Austria, which gets 22% of your traffic. Very interesting. I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. So I the answer to my question is no, you have no idea. <laughs> no, no, I have no idea. And, and honestly, I, I don't pay attention to that. I should, but I don't. Yeah. So another thing, another thing that came up in my research, maybe you can answer is I was just Googling like David Wallerman guitar, I think I'm going to do it right now. Yeah. And the top result is actually an ad for, for jamplay.com. <laughs> what is, yeah. what is your affiliation with jamplay.com? Yeah. So, um, prior to using all the, 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 the email marketing, um, in order to, uh, to pay the bills, guitar playback was not enough. And so, I did some contract work, I guess you'd call it. And, and Jamplay is a website. They're, they're local people. Um, this huge website teaching guitar. And uh, I'd basically go over there and, uh, and teach for them, for their own platform. Um, and I did that for other websites through the years. I completely stopped that, focused on my business about three years ago. But yeah, Jamplay is one of those websites that I worked for for a while. And yeah. Cool. So I, you know, I actually have a guitar in 21 days course that I outsource completely. So it oh, sounds cool. like one of those gigs where they just sought you out. They were looking for an online guitar teacher and mm -hmm. you fit the, uh, it, it was a fit at the time. Yeah, exactly. Yep. That's exactly it. So the email marketing must've had a big impact on your business. If you felt the need to do something like the, that before, but not after. Oh gosh. Yeah, it, it really did. Um, I think yeah, I mean, from the time I started using email, I think two years ago, I say three years, but three years ago, I started thinking about it. But I really put in place that two years ago. Um, if you flash back two years ago to now and you look at the, the monthly sales from only the courses, it's 15 times everything, times 15. So it's, it's had a huge impact on the business. That's incredible. That's awesome. Yeah. So about how, about how many course sales a month would you say you're doing? Um, again, I need to look at the stats. <laughs> Let me check because I don't even know. I just look at the number. Um, and, and while you're checking, I'm, I'm scrolling through your library of courses here on guitarplayback.com. It looks like you're not the instructor for all of them. So did you reverse that, that uh, formula where you actually outsource some of your courses now? Um, I, so, so there's two types of courses on the, on the site. There's the actual courses, which they're not that many. They're maybe 10, 10 ish courses. And there's some backing track packs. Oh yeah. There's some tracks. Yeah. I see that now. Yep. And so that, yes, I, I hire some people to do that every once in a while, but I haven't released anything new. Uh, well, actually two, three months ago. Yeah. I released a course with a friend of mine, Chris, and we, we did a near training course. Um, and okay, let, let me check real quick. Uh, you know, it varies, you know, it, like it varies between, I'd say, uh, 600 in June 
sales, but it, it depends. It depends. Wow. That's, um, that's pretty yeah. good, David. I'm, I'm, I'm thankful. <laughs> yeah. And I guess you have, I mean, you have a wide range of, of prices on your courses too. It's not like you sold 600 at like thousand yep. dollar courses, right? No. no. Most of those are coming at like 30 or $50. Yeah, the, the the most expensive one is uh, about two hundred dollars for the okay. course. Okay, gotcha. It varies. So, tell me about some of the tools that you're using to get all this done. I'm, I, it looks like a teachable site for the courses. Yep, it is. Um, it is, and honestly, uh, one of the reasons I didn't go full force into the email marketing was because of the the tools that we're going to talk about. Um, you know, I would, there are so many voices out there like marketing gurus and all that, and they have their ways. And I, I studied a bunch, tried to study a bunch of them. Um, and honestly, the tool is not that important. I think it's, it's the way that you use it, but to answer your question, yes, I'm using a, the teachable platform right now. I've been using that for a couple of years, which is kind of an on-one type of thing. Um, it definitely has its flaws, but it does the things that I really need to do for now. And uh, as far as uh, the email side, I use ConvertKit now, email mark, uh, platform where you can send uh, email sequences and things like that. Um, and then there's a few a few apps here and there that I use. Like uh, uh, there's a counter app with a counter that goes down. Um, but the, the main things are the teachable. That's where I sell the, the courses and the products, the email, um, which is convert kit right now and YouTube. Those are the three things that I cannot do without. Awesome. David, what are you struggling with right now in your business? Um, I'm struggling with, uh, that's a good question. Um, Great question. Let me think about this for a minute. Hey, look, if you're not having any struggles, that's great. I'm no, no, hire no. you as my coach. No, I, I am, but maybe not in the sense that you're thinking. It's not, and I don't mean this at all as in, hey, I'm the best in the world, but lately it's the business has been doing well financially, so it's not that kind of struggle. It's more of a, um, I'd love to take a break from some of the things that feel like really important, like doing the three video a week. I'd love to take, you know, six months off and, um, and see what happens. So I guess just like any business, it's always a job. There's that part of it that is a job. I struggle with having a job, (laughs) you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but I will say that I'm, I'm, I'm happy with the way things are going right now overall. That's, that's awesome. That's just awesome to hear. You know, a lot of times people will say, well, I mean, the the number one answer is just getting more people, you know, more traffic, more sales. Um, Mm -hmm. It sounds like you're in a really good place with all of that. I'm curious though, because you specifically mentioned the three videos a week and you wouldn't be doing that if you didn't enjoy it. But obviously that's your, you know, one of your biggest money makers, because that kind of sits at the top of the funnel and you're batching it. You're doing like three on one day and then for the week, but have you thought about batching it even more to where you could potentially take a few months off because you have so many in the queue already? Yes. And that's, that's kind of the goal right now. That's something I'm trying to work on. I'm, I think I'm about, uh, 
three weeks advance. So whatever I film today will be released in three weeks. But I like to get, you know, to six months. That'll be pretty awesome. Six months of video scheduled in advance. But yeah, and um, even if you don't have the plan to necessarily take off six months, it's nice to have that just as an insurance policy. I think yes. any and all stress would go away. I mean, I release this podcast three times a week. So similar yeah. thing. And it's nice to have a really big backlog. That way, you know that something comes up and you need to go take care of it for a week or two. It's fine. It's not going to affect your business. Absolutely. So tell me, tell me how long you've been doing the, the podcast. Yeah, the podcast has been going on for uh, over a year. I think we started it last April and it started out as um, me. I had a co-host and, okay. uh, and it was basically you know a guy that I was coaching already with his online course. And I was like, look, the, I went to him one day. I was like, look, you can stop paying me if, if we just do these coaching sessions on a, on a podcast and I get to record yeah. them. And so that was like the first 20 episodes and it was just this topic and we would talk about it and I would share with him what I knew about that topic. And, uh, and eventually we, we were running low on topics and I was like, you know, I've always wanted to just like interview successful course creators on any topic because yeah. uh, I've, I've been there, done that. And so then it kind of transitioned to more of an inter- interview-based show and now we're over 50 episodes. I'm not sure exactly which episode this will be once it airs, so maybe more like 60 or 70. Yeah. Um, but it's so so much fun to talk to people like you. You know, me and you share a, a kind of almost the same niche, but I've, you know, there's been people on that have that are experts in birding or growing yeah. fruit trees or uh, felting and it's just like people all the all over the world are taking this knowledge they already had. Mm-hmm. And making money from it by by selling that pat you know you package it up and you sell it and it's called yeah. an online course and that's yeah. what you've done with guitar guitar is one of the most mainstream things yeah. you could teach an online course on but people are doing it with all kinds of crazy things yeah that's that's awesome so you must have learned a lot by doing the the podcasts new ideas and things like that oh 100 percent I mean I I'm the one that gets asked the questions you know this this is the podcast obviously and and I get to ask the questions because I'm this is something I'm passionate about I you know yeah. I wouldn't be doing it if I wasn't passionate about it and uh, and so it's fascinating and and I get you know good good feedback from the people listening as well and mm-hmm. you know hopefully people are listening right now to, to what we're talking about and, and getting something out of this conversation. Yeah. Um, but look, David, we're, we're almost out of time here. And, and one other question I did want to ask you, you know, speaking of the people listening to this, um, I, I want you to give some advice to them. You know, if, if, if think about somebody that's just starting out, you know, like you were several, several years ago, they have an idea of something and they mm-hmm. want to turn it into an online course. What advice do you have for that person? My advice would be not to, um, not to study <laughs> those marketing gurus or I mean, you can do a little bit, but but don't don't go down that path. At least for me, because I for years I would you know listen to um, podcasts, which are, which are great, nothing against them, or follow you know email um, email guys who would tell you how things are done. What I mean by that is instead of like studying those guys, just just try it, just go for it, give it a go. You're not going to do everything right, but I feel that there are as many methods of um, running this kind of online course business as there are people. And um, yeah, that would be my advice. Just just um, just act on your idea right away and, and give it a try. And if you don't know how, 
to put that idea into place. Just that's where you ask questions, but don't, don't get fed all the information. Ask for the questions that you need at that, at the time you need them and act on them. If that makes sense. Yeah, I think that's great advice, David. What I've found is a lot of people teaching this stuff on, you know, basically how to start an online business, yeah. do online marketing, kind of a lot of them have only ever made money from doing just that, you know, teaching right. others to yeah. do marketing or do online business. And um, that's, that's one of the reasons I felt qualified to talk about this stuff is because I created a successful online course yep. about something that doesn't really teach people money, uh, yeah. how to make money. Just like you, you know, you're not teaching people how to make money online. You're teaching people yeah. how to play guitar. And I'm teaching people how to play piano. And so to kind of piggyback on your advice, I would say that people need to, you know, if they, if they want to take down, take this path, you know, you, you're successful and they need to go opt in for your, your email sequence and see how you're doing things. And yeah, they need yeah, to, yes. they need yeah. to go to piano in 21 days and opt in there and see how I'm doing things. And all these people I'm having on this podcast, they need to you know, opt in or go to websites or go to their YouTube channels and see how they're doing things. You can just, you can listen to a quote unquote marketing guru all day long, talk about in theory, these things, but you need to go look at these people that are successful like yourself and just look at how they're doing it and see if you could do something similar. Yeah, that's, that's very wise. Exactly. Yeah. Completely agree. Well, David, it has been an absolute pleasure. Um, look, let me know um, or let the audience know if there's anything else that you'd like to share them, share with them about your story or online courses in general. And, uh, and just to wrap things up, remind or let people know where they can find your stuff online. Yeah. So I think, you know, the last thing you said is like spot on for anybody who wants to do an online course, just take a look at what people are saying. Don't let them teach you, but let them teach you through their method. And uh, I'm sure, you know, they, they should subscribe to your stuff to see your sequence and then maybe compare with mine. Uh, mine is at uh, Guitar Infusion, Infusion like the T, the T Infusion, guitarinfusion.com. Yeah, they can sign up for free and they'll see what, uh, what leads people, potential customers, uh, to my paid course and they'll see how it's done. And then um, also love for you guys to check out my channel, youtube.com slash Wallaman, two L's, two N's. And Jack, this is awesome. Thank you so much for the very thought, thoughtful questions. Yeah, thank you. thank you, David. Thanks for coming on and answering them very thoughtfully yourself. Anytime. Thanks so much. All right, that is going to do it for episode number 57 of the Online Course Guy podcast. You can find all the detailed show notes and links from today's episode at theonlinecourseguy.com slash 57. Also, check out our sponsor, Bonjoro. Get your free 14-day trial at bonjoro.com slash Jacques. Also, check out my free online course workshop. It's about 30 minutes long, and it is going to help you start or grow a wildly profitable online course business. If you're listening to this podcast, you're probably a fit for that workshop. Check it out for free at theonlinecourseguy.com. And, of course, stay tuned for our next episode. And that is with another very successful online course creator, Zach Evans. He's actually one of my biggest competitors in the piano space. But as we found out in the episode, in the interview, we're actually not that much of competitors. So stay tuned to find out why in the next episode of the Online Course Guy podcast. <music>